Hey, welcome back. Hope you're all doing well, staying safe. It looks like cases continue to rise and rise, so we're all locked down, and I enjoy you coming to spend a little time with me uh, each week as I continue to work on my podcast and just kind of talk it out, <laughs> considering there's not too many in this house to talk it out with. <laughs> so, what was it, two weeks ago? I decided to delve into what my favorite decade was. And so to come up with this rationally, no, not rationally, but like to break it down, I think it's fair to talk about it in the different mediums that kind of matter to a person in how they feel about it. So last week I talked about 90s music and the week before that I talked about 80s music. And I even had this conversation with a friend today. I've kind of talked it out and I appreciate what the 80s started in a lot of ways like metal finally started flying like North American metal uh, rap became a thing and I think that led into this birth of the alternative music and really polished and really well produced heavy metal by some of the top names in the 90s and that's why I kind of at the end of it after weighing it all out and kind of the genres and where everything went, I preferred 90s music. And so I think the next category that makes perfect sense to get into would be television. And so I found a handy little website and it's by, it's called Ranker and it's by HBO Max or it says presented by HBO Max. And so it looks like every TV show from whatever category. So I just put I'm starting with, where am I here? I'm going to start with 80s primetime shows. So like the main shows from every night that we would watch regularly. And then after that, I'm going to move into 80s cartoons because being born in the 70s, the 80s would be the majority of the cartoons I watched in my lifetime. So I'm going to break down 80s TV into primetime and cartoons because I'm of the ilk that we had to get up on Saturday morning for cartoons. And then later on, there would be like after school shows or um, more. It became more and more abundant. But at one point, I think there was pretty much Saturday morning cartoons and then maybe Flintstones at lunch and then maybe one kid show right at 3.30 or 4 o'clock to get home and kind of unwind to. And so I'm going to start on the primetime list. And... I'm just going to work my way through one through. Let's just roll, roll, roll our boat all the way down. I might skip some. I don't know. This is, Jesus, 40, 50, rolling, rolling. Well, no, there's some very viable shows down in the 70s, uh, 80s. Jesus. Um, nine. It goes up to 89. So... We'll see if we'll make it that far because I do want to get into the cartoons also today. So there's a handy little thing next to every TV show. You can upvote it or downvote it, whether you like the show. And so some of these shows started maybe in the 70s or started late 80s and maybe found their stride in the 90s. But at some point they were a show in the 80s. So I'm going to just kind of start into it. Um, if I didn't watch them a lot, I'll just name them. Or if they're, 
quite a notable show, I might say, kind of what I remember of it. And other ones I might talk more in depth about if I watched it a lot or was fond of it. And we'll just go from there. So number one is MASH. So MASH premiered, so it says in 72. So obviously before I was born. So I don't have many memories of it. I remember it being a show. Um... It's described as a black comedy, medical drama, sitcom satire, and military show. So it covers a lot of different genres. Um, And I think this still sits at number one, and it will until probably that generation dies that watched it. Because the single most watched single episode of a TV show all time is still the final episode of MASH. Everybody knows that. All the ones that kind of fall behind it are different Super Bowls, at least in North America, um, depending on who plays in the game in that. Maybe Super Bowls, World Series, things like that are sporting events for single watch. But for an episode of a TV show, I had just Googled it before I came on here, and there was over 50 million people watched that final episode of MASH. And I don't know if that'll ever be touched because now there's so and now with streaming services especially... You're not going to get people on TV sitting and watching one thing at one time. Unless that's been broken, but I remember that being a thing. Looked it up before I came on here, and it still seemed to say that MASH's final episode was um, still the most viewed single episode of a TV show of all time. Don't remember much of it. I remember one guy running around dressed as a woman trying to get out of his military service. Beyond that can't speak to the show but obviously it may be considered the greatest tv show of all time at least for the 70s 80s right number two golden girls um tons of good memories of this one um super funny comedy sitcom there's gonna be a boatload of comedies in this and sitcoms that's kind of i think where the 80s kind of flourished with some action shows and comedy shows for your evening lineup every night, and then the odd like soap style show, right? So, Golden Girls B number two, maybe a little surprising, started in 1985, but I can't say a bad thing about it. It was part of the rotation in our family, and those four ladies um, together were brilliant. Um, no episode jumps out at me as being mind blowing or amazing. It just it was a solid run from 85 to 92 and I think Betty White's still clipping along so good on her and yeah Golden Girls was great uh Three's Company amazing show um I remember watching this as a young man because it started 77 uh to 84 was its run on ABC and that was my first introduction to John Ritter who would do a bunch of other stuff later on in time that we all remember but his comedy timing and kind of like facial expressions and prat falling and just that dynamic. And I don't think you could pull this show off now because just his creepy nature, I don't think would fly. And his best friend, I think it was Larry. Um, and then like the Ropers downstairs or Mr. Furley or whatever generation you watched. Um, super funny show. Um, I know I laughed at it a lot. Great. So an amazing number three. Four, surprisingly to me, but once again, I don't know who all's going on Ranker. Um, Family Ties, Michael J. Fox. Um, Great show. Started 82 to 89, so a good brunt 
of the 80s. He would go on to be a superstar from Back to the Future and then many other projects. But I think Back to the Future and Family Ties are pretty much his main thing. But once again, sitcom, comedy, one of the staples of the 80s. Um, Super good and one of, I think this is, yeah, the first of many that are going to be like family sitcom. So Family Ties, um, great show. Five, Magnum P.I., so we're first into our or into our first um, crime fiction, action adventure, police kind of drama action series. Uh, Magnum eighty till eighty eight, amazing show. Um, I think the eighties, and I haven't touched on it yet, is probably the best known for its theme songs. And I can roll back. And everyone's going to know the MASH theme song, the Golden Girls theme song, Three's Company's theme song, Family Ties, pretty much Magnum staple theme song. Um, I think they rebooted it even, but everything's getting rewritten and rebooted. Um, Tom Selleck got to a point of popularity where he was almost Indiana Jones, but I think Magnum stopped him from doing it. Um, Yeah. And thankfully got Harrison Ford out of that. But yeah, Magnum, amazing show. Uh, next on the list, number six, The Muppet Show, surprisingly. Um, as a kid, I remember it and have super fond memories of it. It premiered in 76 and had a good run. Um, so it's kind of the genre sketch comedy variety show in children. So this is the first kid show to make the evening list and for there to be a Muppet show as one of the night shows kind of prime time is kind of surprising considering what the majority of this list is going to be like drama action or comedy and so the Muppet show making number six is kind of a big deal but when you look back on kind of the Jim Henson Frank Oz stuff it's amazing and so great show um, nothing but great memories number seven cheers uh, premiere in 1982, and that's uh, Ted Danson was the main one. Woody Harrelson came around later on. Um, Real per- Rhea Perlman, who ended up marrying Danny DeVito, was in the show. Um, once again, amazing show. I believe it was part of the staple Thursday night lineup for NBC. And we'll talk about some of the other shows in that lineup as well. And Cheers, just a neat bar comedy day-to-day life in a bar um, and the different characters that became your regulars Uh, I should almost revisit it because I had a decade in the industry so maybe more of it'll kind of touch on me now in retrospect to see if it was of quality kind of substance or writing or if just the bar was the location but amazing show one of the best comedies of that decade um number eight night court once again nbc thursday night lineup um harry anderson and of course john larroquette who played the sleazy lawyer and he won a ton of awards for the character dan fielding uh one of my favorite shows it says it ran from 84 to 92 so solid run um great characters great writing and kind of this niche like just night court kind of scenario where you got to write your skits around stupid crimes or make up silly situations that go on and then you can wrap your cool cast of characters i remember bull the giant bailiff um i think he was in one of the mad maxes but 
great show. And once again, I think NBC had a lock on kind of the sitcom comedy stuff. And it wasn't all about family because they had Cheers, Night Court. We'll talk about some of the other ones a bit later. But the 80s was a great time just for sitcoms. And once again, Cheers, famous theme song, Night Court. You would know it if you heard it. So we're clipping along and these first ones have been fantastic shows. Um, something I'm going to talk about at the end will be rewatch value and I'll touch on it later, but some of these shows I feel have higher rewatch value and some of them are trash. (laughs) Now, when you go back, it's like they're either a period piece or they're timeless. Um, quantum leap started in 89. So that's kind of cheating 89 to 93. Didn't watch it. Um, you could probably slap me for that, but kind of a science fiction time traveling drama. Um, after that, Wonder Years, once again, started 88 through 93. I kind of watched it. I remember Fred Savage's main character, um, Fred Savage of The Princess Bride. <laughs> so, yeah, Wonder Years is another one of those staple family comedy drama situation shows uh, of the generation. And we seem to be swimming in those. And this, I'm surprised Wonder Years was this high when you look at some of the competition but people probably have the most fond memories of it. And once again, amazing theme song. Okay, that's the top 10. Um, And it just keeps going and almost getting better. Um, WKRP in Cincinnati. Once again, um, the cast. You cannot say enough about the people. The cast, the characters. Um, I know there's people that still share the Les Nessman Thanksgiving, like, throwing turkeys out of a helicopter on Thanksgiving to celebrate and then not realizing they couldn't fly. (laughs) And then they all plummeted to their death. But the show was brilliant. And even as a kid, I probably didn't get all the innuendo and some of the adult humor. But it's one of those shows that was brilliant. And it kind of hit comedy for all genres. And it was amazing from like Dr. Johnny Fever to just everyone. Like great show. Um, and yeah, I'm surprised. I think it could go higher than 11 on this list, but 78 till it doesn't say when it ended here, but amazing show. Um, another one, 75 through 85. Holy the Jeffersons. Um, I thought the show was hilarious as a kid and I probably didn't even understand the racial connotations in it. I just thought that Sherman Helm, Sherman Hemsley was hilarious as George Jefferson as this puffy chested little dude who just kind of like was very brash and vocal and outspoken. I had no idea at the time that the character in the family was a spinoff of Archie Bunker. But as far as sitcom comedies go, I just remember laughing my ass off at the Jeffersons. Glad to see it in this list. Um, Where is this next one? Laverne and Shirley. So that's mostly a 70s show. 76, but it did last till 83. Um, it had a very Happy Days feel to it. Uh, I remember enjoying it, but not having a lot of like fond memories of it. So I don't even know how many episodes I maybe even saw. The big thing that spun out of this was Penny Marshall would go on to make a lot of amazing movies. I believe she was the League of Their Own director, writer. Um, but yeah, great stuff. Um, 14, we're going to get into our what I think is the first of the amazing in their time, completely unwatchable now category. And that's going to be Dukes of Hazard. 
amazing. And I was transfixed as a child because um, they had this like weird rules for the show. Like they were, I can't, and I'm not going to go back and revisit exactly why everything the way it was, but they couldn't carry guns. So they had bows and arrows and they had this racing car with the doors welded shut. And so they always had to do this cool like hood slide and then dart into the window. And then at least once an episode, they would jump something, which is ludicrous because now that you're an adult and you look back at the physics of the situation, you knew that it was completely like these cars, A, wouldn't survive these jumps. And it's just nuts, right? But at the time, it's just this is the first of the ultra campy, unrealistic, but at the time we just we ate it up. And so the show went from 79 to 85. Um, the notable part of this one is when the two main characters, Tom Wopat and John Schneider, quit. And then um, Coy and Vance, I believe, are the replacements. <laughs> and so, yeah, um, Fond Memories probably has zero rewatch value unless you really need a laugh. I know they did a reboot of it never watched i think johnny knoxville was in it i refuse to just there's many reboots that i just refuse to watch um number 15 and i don't know how much i'm allowed to talk about this in modern days and times but this one is probably the epitome of the family sitcom comedy of the 80s and that's the cosby show um now of course looking back we have learned what a utterly horrible human being bill cosby was but when you look back i don't think a show competed with the cosby show it went from 84 to 92 and the huxtable family of bill cosby and then felicia rashad um and just there were spin-off shows a different world i believe uh, god how do i remember this shit <laughs> but yeah the cosby show was the anchor of that thursday night lineup because it was cosby show they would always throw something in behind it and then you would have your cheers and night court i believe that's what my brain is telling me happened um and they would always throw something in behind the cosby show because you pretty much wouldn't tune out because you had three shows you were going to watch thursday night and there was always that throwaway kind of like let's see if we can get people to dig into this other thing and i remember different world was in there for a while and i'm sure tons of shows kind of got their launch behind the Cosby show and then got moved to another night of the week. I think night court was on Tuesdays for a while, but who knows? Fuck. It's 30 years ago, 40 years ago. Yeah. God damn it. But yeah, Cosby show was pretty much NBC's anchor and Bill Cosby was a big deal and a like mega star comedian. And so yeah, the Cosby show, um, now into the soap operas. Um, in the 80s, there was a lot of evenings where you would have kind of the sitcoms in that first layer after supper, and then maybe the 8 and 9 o'clock shows before you had your Johnny Carsons and stuff like that. There would be at least a few soap drama shows, right? And so the first one on this list that comes up, of course, is Dallas. Um, 78 to 91, huge run for a nighttime soap show. Nothing is a Coronation Street in this world, <laughs> but... Maybe that's a daytime show. I don't even know for England. But Dallas was a staple. And everyone knew who like J.R. Ewing was. Um, Larry Hagman, the main character. And it was just, it was probably the most, well, this list proves. It was the most popular soap evening uh, drama show of the 80s. Um, 
And it was the first time that society was probably introduced to any, like, as a comic book guy, shit gets retconned all the time. Dallas is the first TV show to flat out go back and the the whole who shot, I think, who shot JR, who shot Bobby, whatever. (laughs) I'm on the fly here. But they pretty much retconned a season and had someone wake up. Yeah, Bobby, they had him wake up from a dream and they completely undid a whole season which was unheard of and just said oh it was it must have been a dream and I woke up and everything's fine now and so I don't even remember how they brought back the brothers on Dukes of Hazard, but we're past that show but yeah Dallas the pinnacle of the evening soap opera and everyone tuned into it that like they're kind of what's pretty much on every night now on reality tv just the drama the drama 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 <laughs> and it was the pinnacle of it and people once again i haven't touched on it in the last few shows everything up to this point probably has an iconic theme song uh 17 different strokes watched it all the time gary coleman kind of went on to become a pop culture superstar uh another one of your sitcom comedy family ish um situation about adopting some kids and super funny and everyone probably used the phrase what you talking about willis in their lifetime if they're a gen xer like myself uh after that reboot of the twilight zone once again that one is more of a drama science fiction fantasy so it just would have been individual 15 i can't remember if it was 15 or 30 minute skits um about just strange science fictiony situations so the twilight zone um, I don't think anything will compare to the old, if it was 50s or 60s version that had like Shatner on it and just told some really strange outlandish stories for its time back then. Um, this Twilight Zone, I don't even know if I tuned into it and it would be later be outdone because then the X-Files would just take that kind of theme and turn it up to 10 and make it perfect, right? Uh, I better start moving... Uh, 19, Night Rider, once again, amazing theme song, second on my list for throwaway TV shows that I probably wouldn't have the patience to watch again, because in retrospect, it's probably trash. Uh, 82 to 86, I just remember watching it once again to see the car laser shit or jump or do cool things, um, and I'm a bad person, and I can't even remember what fucking car it was, but that introduced the world to David Hasselhoff, Germany's favorite singer um fuck let's rattle off a bunch uh who's the boss i was casual on that one love boats 77 to 87 holy shit cheesy kind of we're all gonna get on a boat and the boat's gonna save our fucking problems um watched it casually wasn't a huge fan macgyver richard dean anderson macgyver was huge and spawned i think a reboot and also a parody movie series or was it an SNL skit? Whatever. Um, amazing. One of the great action shows and was super loved by everyone. Uh, Moonlighting. That was Sybil Shepherd. I can't believe they named her first. Anyways, and Bruce Willis. Um, romantic comedy, kind of mystery, sexual tension, kind of super sleuthy stuff. Um, it was a little... In 85, I would have been 11. So yeah, like I didn't watch it. I probably didn't think of him until Die Hard but I knew of the show no interest I'm sure that was more for the 
romantic comedy crowd. Um, 87 Star Trek The Next Generation, the first kind of kick at the can since the original Shatner series. Um, many review revere this cast as the best Star Trek um, cast ever. Um, this is the only one that I watched semi-regularly, so you can call me a bad nerd. I'm more of a Star Wars guy. But Next Generation was one of those shows where I could just sit down and watch an episode, and they were good. Like, it was a good show. Um, and it was probably... And it probably has replay value, unlike some of the other stuff that I've mentioned earlier. I bet you Next Generation has replay value to a point. Um, Married with Children, kind of one of the first kind of anti-Cosby shows where um, it didn't show... Like, it was a family uh, comedy sitcom, but it didn't shine this, like, everyone wants this perfect functioning family model. And so the Bundys uh, was the first... Was them or Roseanne? Anyways, like the Bundys were not this perfect family. He was like, he would, the whole, the meme for him is the hand in the pants sitting on the couch and the deadbeat kids and like the trampy daughter. And yeah, um, the, it gave the world Christina Applegate. So we have that. <laughs> but yeah, great. Um, On to one of my favorites. Uh, and I can't believe it's 26, Taxi. Uh, and why did they have Judd Hirsch and Jeff Conway listed as the first two people? Anyways, Taxi. Um, 78 to 82, um, short run, amazing, amazing cast. Um, it gave the world so much, um, like Christopher Lloyd's in there, um, Danny DeVito, like just... Tony Danza, if I haven't said to him already, just everyone went on to become this amazing superstar. And I can't speak enough of it. Like even as a younger, younger uh, kid, I just, it was one of those shows that hit comedy on every level. Like I'm sure it had some dumb shit too that, anyone it's it's the Shakespeare formula right like write some smart stuff write some dumb stuff and write some stuff that everyone will laugh at right and um of course Andy Kaufman like as Latka just that ensemble cast I would argue could it's in the running for the best ensemble cast for a comedy and the fact that it revolved around a a taxi shop is amazing um one of the best comedies bar none and, and just it produced so many amazing uh, performers out of it uh, blasting through the list Alice Miami Vice Facts of Life um, One Day at a Time don't know what the hell that is um, Mork and Mindy which kind of put the spotlight on Robin Williams it started in 78 but went to 82 Robin Williams um, brilliant comedian I think Mork and Mindy the joke now is he was completely zoomed out on coke for the entire show but it gave us this first glimpse of Robin Williams and what a amazing performer he was and it's just to look back it's sad that we lost him um and then let's burn through a bunch more murphy brown remington steel designing women elf that's huge on my list Uh, when i was talking to my friend today we were talking about this list and i brought up elf and he said it it's trash if you try to go back and watch it you will not it probably exists on like youtube or some free platform but 
I have amazing memories of it, 1986 to 90, so it lasted four years. But once again, it's a sock puppet that a family adopts. So as a kid, I probably thought, well, 12, kid, sure, I was a kid. <laughs> um, chips, Newhart, there's Roseanne. So yeah, Roseanne, around the same time as Married with Children, same thing where it was a dysfunctional family comedy sitcom as opposed to, like I said, the Cosby uh, formula of everything's a perfect family with no real um, issues, right? Like you have a family that's struggling to pay rent or pay their mortgage and stay employed and keep their kids on the right track and the kids aren't exactly the best. And um, yeah, and it got rebooted. Then Roseanne went bonkers and tweeted a bunch of shit and she got canceled. As on we go. Um, more crime stuff. Heart to heart. Um, ooh, 89, Saved by the Bell. Let's just rattle through this. Hill Street Blues, Cagney and Lacey. Dynasty is the number two big soap of the time. Um, 81 on two. Where am I? Doesn't Did it ever end? Maybe it's still going. Um, Perfect Strangers, great comedy. Head of the class. Loved Billy Connolly. Oh, Lee Rumini was in that. Great show. Kate and Allie I watched. Nothing outstanding about it. Um, Susan St. James, I think, was an alum of SNL. Funny lady. Um, Family Matters, 89. So we're going to give Urkel a pass. Here we go. Different World, the spinoff of The Cosby Show with Lisa Bonet. Um, 87, Full House. Cut it out. Um, Once again, got a reboot until people paid to get their kids in college. I think it's still going and she's in prison. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) 89 again, Doogie Howser. Ooh, 82, Silver Spoons. The original 21 Jump Street, which gave the world Johnny Depp. Ooh, Webster. That was kind of... I never watched Webster. I watched... Was it Different Strokes instead? It felt like there was a few, like, we're adopting a kid comedies at that time. Where, like, a home that takes in children. And that was just on the list. Uh, what network was it? It doesn't even say. Um, but ABC, there it is. So it may have competed with something that I was watching on another network. Um, Booze and Buddies, don't fucking remember it. LA Law, one of the other huge like late night dramas that lasted an hour. Started in 86, went to 94. Um, ooh, Quincy. I remember that being on. I just remember him being a medical doctor. That's about it. Uh, St. Elsewhere, I was a kid. Um, Charlie's Angel was still around. Ah, it only lasted 81, so that was more of a 70s show. China Beach, 88, kind of have a few memories of it. I think it was one of those Vietnam War shows. There was a few of those in that area. Ooh, Fantasy Island. Another one of those, like, Love Boat-style shows that um you just piss off to somewhere nice and <clears throat> they solve your problems. <laughs> Uh, Tracy Allman show. I think that's just going to be known for giving the world the Simpsons. Um, I don't remember watching it myself. 30 something. Once again, I was 12 something. So probably didn't watch it ever. Um, as a Canadian, 88 kids in the hall, those guys would all go on to work on something bigger on their own. Like whether it was, um, news radio or as writers for SNL, but that was, Canada's, to me at least, Canada's version of um, Monty Python. 
And I hear they're reuniting pretty soon here. Uh, Spencer for Hire. Um, the Ropers, which was a spinoff. Is there anything else? Ooh, Battlestar Galactica 1980. Trapper John MD, I remember the name. Private Benjamin. Sitcom Military. Sounds familiar. Nothing jumps out at me. Um, Gary Shandling Show. I was too young. And then the last one on the list, Riptide, which I I remember the name. Crime Fiction. No. Tucker's Witch. No idea what the fuck that is either. Boom. I've rambled for, Jesus Christ, 30 minutes about late night shows. Um, So let's get into the cartoons because I was a kid then. And we probably won't spend as much time on this. Thundercats, surprisingly, never watched it. Um, no idea. I get the memes and the nostalgia. I'm dumbfounded it's number one, but I don't even know if I had access to it as a kid. Uh, number two, Transformers. Hell yeah. Um, I had a, in my conversations today, I heard it has no replay value. I still think it's replay value and maybe the movie. It, I would rather watch that shit than the Transformers movies by Michael Bay. Number three is probably my favorite in this early list. Uh, Ninja Turtles 87. Um, And yes, most of these cartoons also are probably going to be guilty of having iconic theme songs. The 80s just seems to be theme song heaven. I don't know if TV theme songs became a thing in the 70s, 80s or whatever, but the 80s just had the best, the most memorable, probably because I was 12 and up through this era. Ninja Turtles, amazing show, great theme song. Um, Another one, surprisingly, that I never watched, uh, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. I don't know if I never got it. Um, Looney Tunes was just on all the time. Tom and Jerry, DuckTales, woo. (laughs) Um, Super popular, watch it all the time. Smurfs, um... Watch it all the time. Saturday mornings. Inspector Gadget. Amazing. Watch it all the time. Um, now let's get into an, one of the great ones. G.I. Joe. And what I love is, and I know I've talked about this before, Hasbro has a 24-7 um, channel on YouTube, and all it plays is back-to-back episodes. So you can just time it properly or just go into the archives and do them yourself. But you can watch every episode of G.I. Joe repeatedly for the rest of your life or at least until youtube's not a thing anymore in 50 billion years but once again great theme song and just i feel like the actor who played starscream's voice is also in here as cobra commander and he's probably the evil guy voice for everything but what do you do um 89 so this is cheating but the simpsons um 89 again chippendales rescue rangers i'm skipping over a lot of the ones that just got replay right like the jetsons are in here um the bugs bunny shows in here but that is just shit on repeat that stations probably threw on his filler because they were cheap um garfield love that show um here's one that i watched as much as i could i believe it was a saturday morning show spider-man and his amazing friends and that's the one that gave us Iceman and firestar firestar firestorm Firestar. Um, Loved it. It was kind of the first reprisal since the old shitty 60s Spider-Man animation. And so this one means a lot to me. And there was one episode, seven little, I can't remember, but it was about Dr. Doom and him trapping them and 
getting them to kind of he was picking them off one at a time on an island and i think it was my first introduction to like dr strange and a few other um big name marvel characters that being from a small town no idea who they are and so i kind of got it was kind of cross stories with spider-man and other characters and so it was a good introduction and a good 80s um marvel superhero show and i do believe it is on disney plus voltron no fucking idea um the real ghostbusters watch that a lot um elvin and the chipmunks was huge huge um amazing tons of songs 83 so i would have been nine so yeah right in the wheelhouse and then of course they would have all the seasonal specials yeah elvin and the chipmunks timeless um Muppet Babies 84, watch the fuck out of that one. Care Bears, never watched. Uh, I assume She-Ra is a spinoff. 25. And this one, I tried watching episode one and it's bad, but I want to spend more getting into this. And it's the 1983 D&D cartoon where the kids kind of get teleported and they're just each given one object like the wizard's hat or the bow or I can't remember. And the little centaur baby kind of guides him around. And I think an article came out last week or the week before. So it kind of helped me when I was thinking through with this was, um, I guess they had this grand master plan. I don't even, I think this only lasted one season. If a season, I'll have to go look. I think they're all on YouTube. And they had this grand master story plan that they were going to do for the D and D cartoon. And it just, it never got off the ground. And that was the first time I had ever heard the term Dungeons and Dragons. And so you have this show with all these. It's my introduction to the fantasy element probably, right? And so it was fantastic. And I remember watching it on Saturday mornings. Where am I? Why is Heathcliff number 26 and 27? Fuck them. Snorks. I know the name. Never watched it. Um, Scooby and Scrappy-Doo. Just a spinoff show. Mask. What sucked about Mask was it got played daily at like 7 in the morning. So if I wanted to watch Mask, I had to get up early. Because I think I had my alarm set for 7.50, eat breakfast, fuck off, go to school, be there by 9 or whatever it started. And so, and I remember Mask, that's another one of those TV shows to fuel toys, right? And they kind of transformed, but it wasn't the same way Transformers transformed. It just kind of, no, I think it was normal vehicles turned into like combat vehicles of some sort. But I remember Mask, I remember getting up for a period of time early just so I could like go in the living room and watch Mask. Beetlejuice 89 kind of counts, not really. Um, there's a Dennis the Menace reboot, meh. Silverhawks, never heard of it. Pound Puppies, don't remember getting engaged in that. The Flintstones Children Show, spinoff of Pooh. Where's something I can dig my teeth into? Who the fuck is Thundar the Barbarian, 1980? No idea. Maybe I watch it and I just don't have memories. Gem, I think that was more shit to sell toys. Oh, why would they put Captain Planet on here if it started in 1990? Out, gone. Um, ooh, 89, Dragon Ball Z. So there's our first um, full-on weeb experience. No, that's a lie. Um, Rainbow Bright, 84. Mario Brothers Show, 89. Incredible Hulk cartoon, don't think I got it. Danger Mouse, kind of remember. Count Dacula, what the fuck? Ooh, Robotech, 85. So this was probably everyone's first introduction to Robotech, which would be a big deal. 
other than that and just kind of the mech genre and so i know there's still like robotech video games and the whole genre Ooh, for once again the i believe it's canadian flavor the raccoons 1985 my little pony 84 um elf got a cartoon uh that's oh strawberry shortcake 80 oh fuck here we go hulk hogan's rock and wrestling amazing as a wrestling kid love that <laughs> challenge of the GoBots. the show was about as popular as the GoBot line and even zelda got her own show pac-man got a show Ooh, ewoks watch that why is that only number 67 i'll have to go upvote that later um teddy ruxpin the popples dino riders don't know what that is um geez. oh here we go so when i was making fun of weebs i had forgotten about this and this dumbfounds me that this is number 78 on the list astro boy watched it religiously and i remember this i'm pretty sure this was the first show where there would be like a quiz at the end of the show to make sure that you fucking paid attention <laughs> and it'd be like oh i know the answer to that but i don't i kind of drifted off fuck rambo had a cartoon uh galaxy rangers i did none of these are trans or z what the fuck yeah this was up to 95 i've the end of these i have no idea but i've been rambling for 40 minutes so there's your main evening shows and kids shows of the 80s and like i said there's a ton of value in there for nostalgia maybe not as much depth as you'd want and replay value um some of the adult sitcom stuff i bet there is replay value in the kids stuff maybe not so much like your transformers your gi joes maybe go back and watch that astro boy maybe if you're on the weeb end of it and i'm just joking um but he-man if that was your genre didn't watch him sadly um so there's tons in here and tons of and the word nostalgia is going to be the only real descriptor for this it me being born in 74 this gives me all the feels all the memories um the theme songs trigger an emotion in me just because it's my childhood and you have fond memories of your childhood because you don't fucking pay rent at all (laughs) or bills i'm kidding and so everything on this list is fantastic i remember so much of it and it's just because i was a kid so what do you do you go to school and you watch television right so i had this is probably the decade i watched the most television in my life um not counting video gaming i guess and so quality i don't i can't speak to the quality like there's some stuff in here i bet you mash holds up to a point even though it's made in the 70s it's probably still funny on a ton of different levels and there's some shows that will hold up but you have to go looking for them but there's going to be more um trash like dukes of hazard like i guarantee that show's unwatchable now unless you're just like i said on a nostalgia trip and like my friend paul says and this isn't me talking about myself um never revisit something that that you have fond memories of because when you go back if it's trash it'll completely destroy your nostalgic feels about it so i'm going to give the 80s right now like complete um 
just a pass because it's nostalgia. It's what I grew up on. And like I said, those theme songs, if anything, like you could, I remember they used, they used to sell, um, CDs of like Saturday morning songs and like theme songs, like the theme songs are sometimes hold up better than the show. (laughs) Right. So great stuff, great memories. I would say, so yeah, high on nostalgia, low on replay. And that's pretty much how 80s TV went. I don't think there was a lot of depth to a lot of it. Maybe some of the crime drama shows might have some replay value. And even just to kind of look at something like um, Miami Vice and go back and because it was a very stylish, like it was more about look than substance from what I remember. But once again, I was a kid, didn't fucking watch it. So I just remember the Crockett and Tubbs, like um, was a Versace look right of the show it was just very um visually stunning and of course it's in florida so everyone's hot right um but yeah that's kind of where i'm at i think i just blew through like 175 tv shows from the 80s and kind of whipped through some talked about others but yeah the replay value is probably not there Right on. If you like what I'm doing, um, check me out on social media. I got Twitter at Connor Savage. I'm on Facebook at PK Experience. Instagram also at Connor Savage. If you'd like to support what I'm doing, I'll put in my description for this. I have a Teespring store. I'm going to try and make some more stuff. There's a basic podcast t-shirt. I'm going to make a few other kind of, I don't want to say motivational, but just kind of just positive stuff, right? Like I know I have some one or two strange items because I don't drink. I'm going to try and add a few more things just about PMA stuff, like keep a positive mental attitude, be a good person, kind of just neat stuff like that. So if you want to pop into the Teespring store, check it out. I have a Patreon that is also PK experience, just like the Facebook pages. And if you just want to throw money at me so I can afford a cup of coffee, <laughs> you can PayPal me at Connor Savage. Um, Thanks for listening. This was a long one, but this is the one, like I said, I was a kid in the 80s, so I had nothing to do but watch television and play video games. So I, if there is a decade where I can say I'm an authority on at least the view of a young man in the 80s for television and just kind of how pop culture laid out at the time, I'm your guy. So thanks for listening. Have a great week.